now I can say now yeah. t- like 10 plus years later I'm such a more mature person like I I knows the ins and outs of a lot of stuff but I was I was just a kid navigating my way through life at that time I didn't know what I wanted to do I didn't know what I wanted to study you know and it was just I was I was a mess but like I'm so much better now and I'm so appreciative of the experiences the friends and the family that I have and the only one regret in my life is that uh, I can never have a grown-up conversation with my dad as an adult that's the one thing I like uh, yeah. if I could have one wish is like I could sit down man to man not a boy okay not that boy that man I could I could I could sit down man to man with with my dad and have a grown-up conversation because I've never had that in my life Welcome everyone to Behind the PFP. I'm your host, Ren Ren. And today I'm incredibly excited to have this man on the podcast. I can't believe it. He's finally here. If he was in the Anime Awards, he'd win Best Boy every year. He's well known for being an advisor to many different and successful projects currently at Undefined. He's an ambassador at Doka and Juni. He was a mod at Valhalla, and honestly, I could go on and on. But beyond that, he's a huge anime fan, a massive Golden State Warriors supporter. He's one of the kindest people you'll meet in Web3 who has an innate ability to connect with anyone. Dad boy, welcome. Welcome to the podcast, man, and thank you for coming. What's up, my guy? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, you just said... Uh announced me as this man but i'm actually that boy that but boy yeah all jokes aside uh my, my i'm that boy my real name's johnny for people who don't know um i'm actually in my 30s so i'm not really a boy anymore but that is my identity <laughs> but hey thanks man i uh, thank you for having me on my on your podcast I'm, I'm truly really honored uh to be a part of this um especially with so many amazing people in azuki uh, and all the representatives in the past couple of episodes um it's a tall task to to reach but i uh, appreciate you for having me man oh it's my pleasure to have you onto this podcast because i mean you yourself have been so involved in web3 and azuki and it's clearly evident that people know your pfp like uh this was the first time i did a promo where i shaded out the azuki and everyone literally instantly knew it was you like, there's no wrong guesses. That's uh, that's that warms my heart, man. And like, dude, I love Azuki so much. I love this community so much. I just got off the phone with uh, Picante. That's like one of my best friends uh, in this space. Paco. So she yeah. she wanted me to shout her out. So shout out to Paco. And uh, I've been looking forward to this call, man. Like, uh, I went out, stayed up late last night. Um, even getting my drink on right now, so we can have this conversation. But for people who don't know, me and Ren Ren are really really close. Uh, we talk every day. Oh, yeah. We have a group chat. Uh, with a group of us, shout out to daddies. But, shout out uh, to the daddies, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really cool because it's like a it's a group of uh, like six of us, and we're all from the Zuki and Juni communities, and it just shows that like how everything goes back full circle for me with Azuki. You know, like I connect with these people so much, and like I can be myself, and yeah, I talk to Ren Ren so much, uh, pretty much every day. I can't say I do that with a lot of people. But yeah, I'm just excited to uh, have a more in-depth convo with you, man. And uh, we can get to know each other's personal lives and 
Hell yeah. Yeah, and one, one more thing, like, uh, f- for everyone to know, Renren actually reached out to me, like, a couple months ago, uh, asking for some advice on how to grow in this space. Uh, he was interested in being <laughs> an advisor, uh, doing stuff with the community, and starting up a podcast. So I've been really busy, and it just makes me so happy to see him executing, see you executing on all your goals, man. And it's it's really cool to see, man. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I can't believe you remember that. I yeah, remember I was... it, man. <laughs> Honestly, it was it was uh, the the person I knew I could go to to ask for advice was you. Obviously, you had your hand in so many different projects, and to come to now where we have a relationship where we literally talk every day, it it, it blows my mind. From when I first met you in New York to where we are today, I I just can't believe it. And it all came and it all came down to art too. Like our, our commission is what brought us together. <laughs> it's it's so crazy because I yeah I met Ren Ren in uh real life. We were all we were all added to some like Azuki rooftop group chat in New York, and I was at like a Parallax uh, meetup, and I was at yes, this yeah. one park, and then uh, Ren Ren Wade and uh you, Archie Archie is Archie you, yeah yes. Uh, Ren Ren, Wade, and Archie were at the same park, and they're like in a group chat saying like, "Oh, who who's here right now?" And I was like, "I am here right now." So we just like met up randomly. That's how we met. So we actually met in real life, and we just got so much closer the last couple of months to like maybe half a year. And yeah, uh, like right. you said, uh, honestly, I had, I had my hand on a lot of projects and communities, but um, it's I'm just really thankful for all these opportunities that really just came to me or offered to me, and that's really fulfilling because i'm kind of just being uh, my true self in this space that's why i love web3 so much and i'm just so thankful to be a part of so many amazing communities and projects and uh seeing my own growth in the last year as well as seeing your growth man oh it's exciting it's exciting i can't wait to really actually dive into uh your life before crypto yeah and of course we're going to talk about web3 as well and what you're doing in the space but it's it's going to be fun man it's going to be fun it's going to be fun and what before we get into that uh this is a Valentine's Day special for all you guys <laughs> I am single so I got I got all you single single folks uh I'm not like Sunway and Ren Ren with uh wife and kids on Valentine's Day but <laughs> we out here for you guys to listen on Valentine's Day Hey if you want that boy this is your alpha right here today you get to know him, and you get to use that information for trying to get a date with him. <laughs> I, I can be your guys' Valentine's Day, anyone who needs it. Oh, God. This is going <laughs> to be so much fun. Yeah, you know what? Let's get into it. Let's uh, let's talk about your life before crypto. How would you describe yourself to someone who has never heard about you? Uh, how would you uh, describe yourself and what you did before crypto? Yeah, so... It's it's pretty much I pretty much wear my heart, heart on my sleeve. So if you know me in Web three, it's pretty much the same person in real life. I'm a huge gamer. I always grew up as a gamer. I'm a huge sports guy. Uh, I was a big basketball player for my whole life. Uh, big NBA, NFL fan. I was uh, varsity basketball captain in high school. Um, I really love snowboarding. I love going to music festivals. I love watching movies. And I'm a huge weeb, so like you can get to know like more about my personal life talking to me or like looking at my Instagram and stuff. But like things that really highlight me, I've posted on Twitter as well. So pretty much how you guys envision me, that's really how I am. Um, and yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area. Job-wise, uh, I still have a Web2 job, so I'm in cybersecurity. Uh, I'm like a manager, senior analyst uh, in that realm. I've worked in big tech in the Silicon Valley for about 
almost 10 years now. So yeah, it's just uh, I balance Web 2 and Web 3 together and big uh, sports guy, like I said. So uh, really big Warriors fan, Niners fan. And yeah, pretty much love playing sports, love eh? playing sports, playing games. So I fit and I'm a weave. So I fit with uh, a lot of people on Web 3. That's, I, f- I feel like that's why a lot of people connect with me. Because um, this is a space where there's so many people of all different ethnicities, like time yeah. zones. It's so cool to like talk to people around the world who are just like me, you know. And like, I'm a huge advocate of Weeb Three. So Weeb Three, Weeb Three is that a word that you trademarked? <laughs> hey, I don't know. If I never, I didn't copy anyone, so I came up with it myself. I'm sure other people have as well. But if you look on my uh, my Twitter profile, it says location is Weeb Three. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is also... It's actually perfect for you, yeah. It is, yeah. And this is actually how me and Renren got closer, too, talking about anime. And uh, we really, 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 like, discussed cyberpunk a lot together. I think that oh, helped God. us get closer as well. Um, you know, it like, did, yeah. I have, a, I have a term for anime that I watch that is really sad but really good. I call it, it hurts so good, you know, so... It hurts so good, yeah. It hurts so good, And that's it, man. that's cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk is so good, but they 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 make you love the characters and then just but then you realize this is this is the world they live in. It, it all makes sense, but it hurts. It hurts so good. As a ambassador of Weep 3, my test on how an anime is good is when it finishes and I literally stare at the ceiling or I stare outside my window and say what is the meaning of life? And there's a handful of animes that's made me do that before, but it's 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 hard to get to that level. And yeah, after Cyberpunk, I was I was hurting for like two weeks, man. And you're that meme of that guy, right? Like after after watching it, where he's just standing in different locations, just looking sad as hell. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that was me. It's it's I was uh I was Lucy staring at the moon, man. Yeah. <laughs> for two months, uh, sorry, two weeks, literally. And I talked to other people. And Web uh, Web Three, they're like, you have to watch Cyberpunk, and they're like, I couldn't get that song out of my head for two weeks, and that was exactly how long I was stuck on it for. I love it when you send me different renditions of it, because then <laughs> I'm just like, it just hurts in so many different ways again. I'm a type, I'm a type of person. I have addictive personality, so when I fu- when I like love a song, I will like listen to it till like my brain doesn't accept it anymore and hates it. So I probably listen to. Uh, I want to. I really want to stay in your house for at least like a thousand times. Honestly, God, you and I both, man. Honestly, is it? Would you say that Cyberpunk is your your favorite anime? Ooh, I wouldn't say it's my all time favorite, but it might it might have cracked like top ten. Maybe last year might have been best or top two. I really liked the uh, ranking of kings as well, and oh, okay, yeah. Um. Spy Family. What's your top five really then? Good. What's your oh. top five? Putting me on the spot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number one is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Number two is uh, Code Geass. Oh, okay. Number three is probably Samurai Champloo. It's so cool because like uh, Zuki Art reminds me of Samurai Champloo, and you know, that's always been one of my top animes. Uh, number four, I would say. Ah, oh, it's hard. There's so many good ones, but they're not so finished. They're not finished yet, so I can't put them on the list yet. Uh, but I'd say number four is probably like Death Note. Oh, okay. Some classics on here. Yeah, and then number five. Oh man, I don't know if DBZ and stuff count, but that's like a, I would say it counts. 
that's like a classic that I really what really got me into anime. But yeah, I, I pretty much watch everything. There's a lot of uh, animes that mean a lot to me. Uh, I'd put like Gurren Lagann up there as well. I'd put the first 16 episodes of Sword Art mm. on there, and um, yeah, some of my favorite ones right now are like Spy Family, Jujutsu, Chainsaw Man, Slime, Vinland Saga, Demon Slayer. So these are all unfinished. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see like by the end of when they finish where, where they, they rank, rank but yeah yeah the list goes on i there's there's crazier weaves than me but i've seen like most of the all of the mainstream and even up to like kind of underground but i don't know like all the animes out there but yeah i love anime there's so many man like we've been a- absolutely spoiled with such good anime lately especially in 2022 it, it was crazy my favorite like yeah what's your what's your top three top three to five top three to five okay Ah, this is, uh, this is tough too. Um, okay. So number one, I would say is, hmm, let me think about this. Okay. Number one is Haikyuu. How did I, oh, I I did Haikyuu dirty, bro. I'm not even a, I'm not even a volleyball player. And that anime like got me in such the feels and I literally, I can relate. It literally made it made me feel like I was back on my high school basketball team, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, but Haikyuu. Something about Haikyuu just like got me, dude. And it's like uh, Kageyama is my favorite, but I love I love Hinata as well. And something about the anime just really gets you, man. And I I love it so much. You fit the Kageyama vibe. You fit <laughs> the Kageyama vibe. I bet. Oh, in high school, this is a fun fact about that boy. He made. 80 free throws in a row in high school i did i did and it's uh we we had like a fundraising thing in high school where you shoot 100 free throws and every free throw you make they uh you'll get a dollar donated i i was on my high school team i was the best shooter so i took all the technical free throws and games and like i still have my shop in high school it was it was pretty wet (laughs) you know so like i could i made like (laughs) a lot of free throws and threes in a row i actually have a video that i recorded ready for to upload because uh when i was part of Yankees, uh this girl challenged me and made 15 free throws in a row and 15 that's that a lot and i went to the yeah. uh, got me back in the gym and i made 22 in a row so it's ready to uh be posted and i'm gonna tag all my hoopers out there sunway namco de la juni it'll be up there i love it because like yeah so you said you 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 played a lot of basketball i know we're we're deviating from the main topic of anime and whatnot but i i really do want to look into this a little bit more so you you played college d3 level and you played a lot in high school how like what was what was that like for you um playing at such a good level would you say your high school years were like your best years for basketball best years for basketball for sure i'd say like I think I think most people peak in college. I think I peaked. I still played a lot in college, but uh, I discovered something called alcohol and partying. So I spent most of my free time partying in college. Uh, you know, so when practice wasn't mandatory anymore, I kind of uh, stopped going to the gym as much. I still went, but in high school, it was definitely like my peak in basketball. My junior senior year, we had a really good team. We we won league champions uh, league championship my junior senior year, and it was a really great experience. Our whole school is super bought into our team. We made it pretty far in the state playoffs my senior year. I think we lost in the quarterfinals. If we won that game, we would have played Midi in the semifinals, and we would have played Aaron Gordon. But oh wow. Yeah, that didn't happen. I I could have 
I almost can say I played Aaron Gordon in state playoffs, but you know, like we lost to a team that had like a six ten center, and we just couldn't out rebound him, you know. And yeah, and then like uh, I had a really good high school career. I was I, I was a really good shooter. Uh, pro- I could have like walked on to like a D three school, but um, I I knew like there was always people better than me, taller than me, and like I I, I knew like on the next level I was probably just going to be like a bench player so i decided to just um, go to a better college and then never look back but yeah i, I still i was a basketball coach for a couple of years uh after college as well so oh, wow. it's cool it's a it's a fulfilling experience it's, it's kind of relatable to like managing people on discord you know you're with this community of people who look up to you and you have to lead by example and it's like something i'm really passionate about so i, I coached kids from like third grade to ninth grade and then um be like the me and one of the other coaches uh, we led like all these kids and we would run tournaments and everything it was a really good experience you know but yeah it's hard to balance it as well you know because like i can't go to practice till i'm done with work it's really fulfilling experience especially when like the parents come to up to you at the end of the season they're like my kid really like looks up to you thank you for being an outlet for him outside school and stuff it's amazing so it's amazing it's like helping these kids grow you're kind of like their coach or their teacher you know so yeah, basketball is a big part of my life. Yeah, no kidding. And the, the fact that you were able to take that experience and then translate it to Web3 and taking care of a Discord community and seeing that as, as the same, because a lot of people do respect you. The fact that you could translate that skill is uh, a testament to how, even though you're not on like the same path of, you know, continuing with basketball you can you still use the skills that you learned in in playing sports and playing basketball and using it in a different setting which is amazing yeah and i think it's i think it's like life lessons that's kind of been instilled in me um i had a lot of basketball success in high school but it wasn't always like that um i got cut from my sixth grade team seventh grade i made the team which was really hard but I was kind of like a bench warmer and I was really sad because a lot of my friends would come out to my games and I wouldn't play at all. We were really good. We were like actually like league champions in seventh grade, but uh, kind of broke down one game and uh, I, my coach came to me and it was like, hey, what's wrong? And I was just like, how come I don't get any playing time? And he actually said like straight up, I love you as a person, but you're just not what? good enough. Wow. Yeah, no, that those words at, at the time it was hard to take, but like I'm so glad that like he was not sugarcoating things and being real with me because uh, those words really were like instilled in my brain. And the next summer after that, I was in the gym. I was on the basketball courts all day uh, with my dad. And we literally just grinded it out for hours and hours and hours. And he was like the biggest basketball advocate for me because my parents put me, I'm thankful my parents put me in a lot of different activities, but basketball was the one that stuck. And my dad was like very big advocate on that because he was actually a college basketball player in Taiwan. So, oh, wow, really? Yeah, and uh, if you think I'm tall, my dad my dad, my dad, dad passed away, but uh, he was 6'2". So, 6'2". Yeah, I'm I'm just at six foot flat. I'm supposed to be taller. Uh, my doc, my doctor in high uh, middle school said I was supposed to be six four, but I was a degen since since middle school. I'd be playing games till like two or three a.m. and waking uh. up at six to go to school. So it's definitely a sleep thing. So nothing's changed. I'm pretty much the same exact person my whole life, and I think that's why a lot of people vibe with me because uh, 
like honestly i don't see myself better than anyone you know so like if people respect me i give them respect and that's that's how i kind of look at things i'm always here man my dms are open and I'm, i'm here for the whole community i learned so much from you honestly real g's move in silence for real and that's you and you you're just genuine you you're dad boy and everyone knows how kind you are and it's so true like just the fact that uh we slightly met in new york city we we had a short conversation and then we actually went uh, our separate ways but you made such a lasting Im- impact and we here you are like you kept you kept up with me too you you would dm me say hey what's up and i find that pretty amazing and I think that's why everyone loves to see Dat Boy. Every time, every time you come into a spaces, everyone everyone be like, "Yo, it's Dat Boy." <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that, bro. I I'm I'm so thankful for your words, man. And I seriously appreciate you a lot. And I I, I really feel the same with you, man. You're such a genuine person. Um, Thank you. I tr- I've always treated you with respect, and you've always treated me with respect. You know, since day one, we were just became friends, and like. I can say the exact same thing that you just said to me. So really appreciate you, my guy. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. You know what? I do have some cheers questions. Cheers to that. On... Hey, cheers, cheers to, to that. that, man. Let's go. Cheers to that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a drink to that. And yeah, also, uh, real G's move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, like, so that was an interesting story. So you, you were told by your teacher like that you're not going to be good enough and instead of that i think that speaks a lot to your resilience because i know a lot of people who if they heard that they'd just be like well you know my coach said said this and i can't continue but instead you and your father and i think that speaks a lot to uh your late father too of how much he he helped train you and that's that speaks a lot man to to not give up especially as a kid and just keep continuing and then be as good as you were in high school uh, i really respect that do you do you regret you know back in college do you regret not continuing or are you happy with uh where you ended up i'm i'm happy where i ended up i'm a very nostalgic person so i think about like a lot of stuff that happened in the past college uh high school middle school like how things would have been differently but i i'm a person who like never really looks back or regrets things and i think that's like something that i've taught myself and uh yes it's because yeah i go a little more into uh like what means the most to me right like uh it's it's really my family and friends Uh, i have a very very small extended family i only have three cousins my dad passed away when i was 19 so i was still a kid i'd say at that time this was this was like 12 13 years ago so i was really young i was like a sophomore in college so i was juggling my dad um, uh, battling stage four colon cancer as well as college. So it, it was really, really tough, you know, like, and like after he passed, it was really like hard on me because he was kind of the one to push me. Even when he, he passed away, he was, he said he was worried about me. That was actually his like dying words. They were, I'm worried about you. I'm not worried about your sister. So I had to kind of live with that. And I, I really hope that he's proud of me now. But yeah, I think after that experience, I just see life in a different lens and what's really important to me. I could sulk. I know I could, I have the right to be sad and sulk. Like I, I don't have a dad, right? Like like I could mm-hmm. mourn over it forever. But it's just like I know him. I know he's watching over me, and I know he would be like, "Get up on your ass and like, keep going, man." And like, yeah, it's him who's instilled that persistence in my life. And after he passed, it's like even more, right? I just want to make him proud. 
he actually said uh, on his dying bed, he said, I'm going to re- recover from cancer and take you to a uh, courtside to the Warriors game. My whole, my whole basketball like identity, also like my qualities come from him. Uh, he actually was very, he's a very popular guy as well. And he didn't even, he didn't drink, he didn't smoke or anything, but he would collect really expensive alcohol and like all these different collectibles for his friends. <laughs> yeah. He would just give That's it to amazing. them. You know, and he'd always put people before himself. He took on his dad's business as well. And I think that's how he kind of got sick. He he took on too much. He was always, he put others before himself. Yeah. And I can see a lot of those qualities in me too. So a lot of my friends are like, hey, like, make sure you don't take on too much. Don't get burnt out. Also, like, take care of yourself. So, like, I'm really, really appreciative that, like, I have a lot of friends who actually look out for me like that. Even so many people on Web3 reach out telling me, like, hey, like, I know you have a lot of stuff on your plate. respect you a lot, but, like, take care of yourself and stuff. Really, like, my my, my friends are my family, dude. They're, they're really, like, they're not, they're not blood, but they're the ones you choose, right? So I've been blessed my whole life to have such a, like, strong support group to keep me going. And, yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of my mindset on life you know i had i had to grow up really early you know i had to become the man of the house at 19 i was a kid now i can say now like 10 plus years later i'm such a more mature person like i i knows the ins and outs of a lot of stuff but i was i was just a kid navigating my way through life at that time i didn't know what i wanted to do i didn't know what i wanted to study you know and it was just i was i was a mess but like i'm so much better now and i'm so appreciative of the experiences the friends and the family that i have and the only one regret in my life is that uh i can never have a grown-up conversation with my dad as an adult that's the one thing i like if i could have one wish is like i could sit down man to man i could i could sit down man to man with with my dad and have a grown-up conversation because i've never had that in my life i'm sorry you had to go through all that and and thank you for sharing that story it's it's interesting because um i can sort of relate to you my my father passed away when I was seven years old, so I understand what it's like to lose a father. And and I think that your father would be proud of who you've become today because you, you emanate so much of these good qualities that you spoke about, about your father, of how how caring and kind you are. And I love that you're 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 in a place where you're proud of being and I know for a fact that I that your father would be proud of the man that you've become. Do you do you feel like your father would be proud of you uh, to see you where you are now? I, I honestly I honestly would say he would be. I couldn't give you this answer maybe like five years ago. You know, five mm-hmm. years ago I was finally establishing uh, my place. I uh, got a like career and stuff, but like. I'd say within the last 10 years, so much has happened to me. I, I'd say he would be at this point. And I really appreciate your kind words. And I'm sorry to hear on your side as well. I think your dad would be proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I really appreciate that. I I hope he is. My um my mother became that sort of pillar for me, just, just like how your father was. And hearing how your father built you up when you were told that you weren't good enough to play, it's it's special. I think that's special. I think it it truly speaks to how great of a father figure he was. It's pretty crazy. I went from like being cut or like a bench player to a starter on varsity as a sophomore to like a captain, which is crazy. Like I was I was I wasn't always good at basketball. I was on the bottom end, you know, and it was really like my hard work that helped me get through that and that's that was a lot of like being instilled from my dad. I think your dad would be really proud of you as well, man. Um I 
we're dogs to each other. You know, like uh, I've seen Ren Ren's like beautiful family, his <laughs> yeah. two girls and his wife, and I I like look up to that a lot. And I think I think your father would be happy as well. Hey, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Uh, my family is literally everything, and I've said it in a past podcast episode with Rose, I believe. Uh, where I said just you know I was a hopeless romantic and ha- it was a goal of mine to have a family and here I am and it, it you know what it, it just doesn't stop it's always a learning process every day every year there's always new challenges uh, when it comes to having a kid and yeah dude. oh it's Bro. it's insane it's a lot. Bro, everyone's everyone's comes to me and they're all like, "Oh, how do you juggle all these things? Like like how are you in all have your hand in all these projects? How are you in all these communities? Like how do you have the time for all this stuff?" I'm like, "Hey, I'm single. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids, you know, like <laughs> yes, I have a job. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of touching grass to do as well, but I don't have the same obligations of someone like Ren Ren, you know, like shout out to all the parents hey, out there in Web3. Parents, yeah. It's not easy. It isn't. It That's isn't. why Web3 is so amazing because I meet kids that are super young and I also meet parents that are on the older side and I'm like right in the middle. I'm kind of in the older side, but like I meet so many amazing people from all ages, you know. Yeah. One of my mods at Genki, Swan, which is also one of Ren Ren's best friends in this space. <laughs> yeah. He, I'm not trying to put him on blast, but yeah, he's like, he's like 17 or 18. He's, Matt, I'm almost Swan, double yeah. his age. Unreal. You know, and it's just like, he calls me grandpa, you know, like, I'm like, what? he's still in high school. How's he on Discord at school? Swan is also like one of the best traders I know. So I'm like, mm-hmm. God, man. Yep. It's, it's crazy. Like, Everyone has are, so these many. These kids are amazing. Yeah, man. Everyone's in different, different times in their life in this, in this space. And it's incredible to be able to interact with people in different stages because you know you, yep. you when you go to work you're you're dealing with the same people your age well and uh people in the same situation as you but in this space it's like all over the place ranging from exactly 17 to 40 years old i actually haven't really met like anyone really old but yeah it's 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 an interesting space and uh, i definitely want to talk about web3 but before that i have a a very special um uh sort of event for this uh for for this podcast and obviously it's coming out on valentine's day and i i just kind of want to know what is what ideas did sammy give you oh my god okay so i want to set the stage first like so what what does your love life currently look like obviously you're single but like how many how many girls have you dated what's your relationship status uh like in web 2 yeah so right now i'm i'm fully single i've had a handful of girlfriends my whole life i'd say i had two very very serious relationships um the last really serious one was uh i think about like 6 or 7 years ago so it's been a while i've i've dated girls after that uh this goes back to like really like uh how my prior my priorities changed in life it was two two main events in my my life mm. it was my dad's passing and my breakup with my main ex-girlfriend like seven years ago that breakup really really wrecked me it was like the highest of highs and lowest of lows of my life we did everything together you know like we were super right. serious yeah. we were thinking of long term and everything and it just didn't work out you know it was a bit toxic uh, it was better for us to split you know but mm-hmm. that, that 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 relationship took honestly like two or three years to really fully get over and i think i am who i am mostly because that relationship taught me everything i know exactly who i am i lost my like independence after that so it took me a long time to like find myself again because we did everything together 
Yeah, so that relationship really shaped me for who I am. Like, I think I, I've learned who I really was. I found myself, my independence, what I want, what I don't want. So after that relationship, I did date again, but I was just, I just really learned to like take my time and not force anything, especially as I got older. Like, I'm, I'm such a busy person with work and life and friends. Mm-hmm. I, I'm super not against being in a relationship. I love being in a relationship, but I just don't like forcing things anymore. Right. Um, cur- like currently, I'm just i'm happy i'm happy i'm occupied with how things are right now i have a web 2 job web 3 job spent a lot of time with my family and friends my mom's getting older and she's she's uh her and my dog are getting a little more sick you know so like i'm I'm just like trying to take care of my family you know that's your priority right now i kind of just go as like like the wind goes you know and when things come to me like i i'm super open i love that you 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 have a priority and and that's that's your priority and uh, if it comes, it comes. You, you know yourself. You know yourself at this point. You know what you want in a relationship. And you're not trying to force it on yeah. on finding a girl or anything like that, right? Especially since I found Web3. I've been so busy, man. And oh, God. Like, it I'm, keeps I'm, you busy. I'm building my name, trying to make a difference in the space and like help oh, others yeah. and, and taking on these projects as well. Take a lot of my time. So it's just like, like I don't have the time to like actively like go out and date and stuff i I'm, I'm super open to it on on that topic would you date okay here, here's a question for you and this is not part of the the trivia that i have coming up for you but choose one like a web two girl or a web three girl and if you choose a web two girl do you tell them that you're into nfts oh man that's a that's a <laughs> uh, of course okay ideally a web three girl would be cool too because uh they really like would understand everything. I just feel like it'd be easier to like talk about everyday things with. Uh, obviously, yeah. Web Two Girl would be great too. But of course, I would tell them about NFTs. It'd be. Right. I don't know if it'd be a deal Honest. breaker, but it would it would mean a lot to me if they at least tried to understand it or they got into it. Like ideally, it would be amazing to have a girlfriend to like be in the same world as me, like be a part of projects and part of different community stuff. That I would make me really happy, you know. I don't know. I don't know if I could date someone and just be like, "Oh, fucking NFTs are whack." As a like, that's a fucking scam or something, you know? Like, <laughs> at least be open to it, because I'm so passionate about right, Azuki. Yeah. I'm so passionate about NFTs. I'm I, I'm a collector, you know. I'm a I, I became a trader as well, you know, and also invest in stocks and stuff. So this is like it's fun to me, you know, and it's just having these digital assets. Before NFTs, I used to go to like anime conventions and I would collect art. You know, I have a bunch of posters and like art and everything. So I've I've always been a collector. Now it's just in my digital wallet which is so cool to me you know so it's like whether it's web 2 web 3 i will talk my ass off on nfts and if they really like me and accept me for where i am they're gonna have to accept that you know hell yeah i like that answer (laughs) and so i uh playing off of that uh let's do this it's uh it's gonna be a trivia so i just want to say that uh this segment is brought to you by nft sammy aka sammy aka david's owner (laughs) (laughs) so we're we're gonna gonna go uh through these questions quick just whatever comes to mind whatever comes to mind just let me know okay what does an ideal date look like to you okay if I really, if I really like the person, the actual date doesn't matter as much to me. I, I've been through it all, whether it's what, like movie, mini golf, drinks and dinner and stuff. If I, if I really like the person, that is secondary. But I'd, I'd probably say something that involves food and drinks, because uh, I really like food and drinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What does a spicy night mean to you? 
Uh, I already answered this to Sammy. It's uh, having the girls <laughs> seeing a glimpse of us to me. Shout out to Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Uh, if for some reason you had to cook for a date, what would you make and why? Ooh, uh, I'd probably make my mom's style of fried rice because that's my favorite dish that I can make. Everyone makes fried rice differently, but this is like Mama Chang style. So, hey, yep. your specialty. Yep. How many dates until you know they're the one? 69. <laughs> okay, that was brought to you by NFT Sammy. Well done. Shout out to Sammy, well the biggest troll in the world. <laughs> Best community manager that I look up to. My good friend. So That's yeah. awesome. That, <laughs> uh, I had to add that in there. And hey, guess what? All you girls out there, you get your alpha. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> 69 69 <laughs> okay so uh moving on from that we we talked uh we sprinkled in there a little bit about web3 and what you're doing in this space so i kind of want to talk uh create some context first like how did you find crypto how did you get into web3 uh what were your initial thoughts things like that i was in crypto like semi early uh 2006 16, 17, I'd say, um, playing Dota with some friends and people were like, oh my God, my Ethereum keeps going up and stuff. I was like, what's that? And they're like, it's crypto. I was like, what's crypto? You know, and it was like, it was about 2017. So when I first looked at it, it was in the early hundreds, I think. Uh, I ended up uh, getting more into it. I was working at Facebook at this time and crypto was really popping off and there were a bunch of in-person crypto groups and stuff. And I probably put in like $5,000 into ETH. It would have been so much now, but obviously as a DGen, I am, right? Like I mm-hmm. I joined these groups and they're like, oh, like it's not about the established coins. It's about the coins that first come out and you sprinkle a thousand into this project. And if it 100Xs, that's when you make it, right? So uh, <laughs> I was listening to the advice out of this the guy who made millions, just like sprinkling a thousand dollar and all these initial coins that oh, come wow. out, shit coins, like ICOs. I got really into that. So I pretty much took all my, the gains I've made from ETH and put them all into shit coins and new coins that came out that I believed in. And then with all like the 2017 like regulations and bans and stuff, crypto just died, right? And pretty much all of my money, which would have been a lot if I just kept it in ETH, went to wow, zero. I was like, fuck really? crypto, like I lost so much money, all this stuff. And I really didn't like want to look at it at all. I know it kind of came back in like... 18, 19, uh, I moved to a new job, been here for five years, and my manager and my coworker would talk about crypto all the time. I would kind of just tune it out because I was so, like, scarred and had PTSD. I was like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. They, like, had a champagne bottle, like, oh, my God, Ethereum's going crazy. I'm like, oh, my God. And then, yeah. And then it wasn't until, like, during COVID where, uh, before that, crypto kind of died again, right? And it started finally going back up in, like, 2020, I think. So I finally like invested a little more in Bitcoin again when it was like at 20k. That's before I went up to like 60k and I mean I'm sorry when it went yeah it went up to 60k yeah. per Bitcoin yeah, right? right. And then uh, I was like holy shit and that's when I kind of had my eyes back on it. And it wasn't until NFTs. Uh, some of my friends talked about NBA Top Shot, and I looked at it. It didn't really make sense to me. It wasn't until like january 2021 when i really got into it again when i discovered like azuki and yeah that's kind of my journey with crypto yeah do you still have uh, a legend of shangu what uh, how do <laughs> i don't i actually wait were you in that too no no i i was not 
how did you how did you know <laughs> i was I, uh, I i asked around i asked around i uh, you, you have some <laughs> you have some good friends but uh yeah that was definitely something i had to uh bring up can you explain what, what was the legend of shangu i was super new into nfts which is crazy i was like rocking azuki but i degening and like trying to get wireless for all these random ass projects i bought my azuki like on day of reveal so i i didn't admit anything yet right so okay. there's this project called Legend of Shangu, and they gave me whitelist so easily. So like I, I'm a pretty sm- like perceptive guy. So I was like, that was kind of too easy, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then uh, they were allowing whitelist to mint 20 mints each, and I was like, that's kind of a lot, right? And I didn't know, so I would like ask around and stuff. I actually asked uh, Alex, and he's my good friend. I'm like, what do you think about this project? And he was he was like, if a project said you mint 20, don't do it, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, so yeah. he warned you. Yeah, so he warned me. So I actually didn't mint, but I made these friends in that community, and then they were super new newbies too. Like I had friends when mint started, they just uh, you know when when mint starts, yeah. you kind of just tunnel vision and you don't listen to anything, yes. and you're just trying yeah. to mint everything. I have a, a friend called Mark Evans. He minted max twenty four, I think, and then Holy. or he ended up spending like five or six k total for like these twenty <sighs> random ass NFTs, and then he was like, "Did you mint?" I actually didn't mint it, but I was in that group and i'm so glad i didn't oh, you didn't i didn't mint it but i was oh thank was god alex. there yeah <laughs> yeah yo shout out alex lynn man yeah i was like i, I i'm thankful because I, I had a lot of connections even before nfts i would ask advice on my friends who were who were in nfts and it's crazy i had a, people who were friends who were so into nfts and are not into it at all anymore but i would always i'm always like skeptical of what i put my money in and yes i almost lost a lot of money but that was one of the one of one of the first projects that I found, and I was like, "Oh my god, I got whitelist," you know, and I was like, "Uh, <laughs> this looks pretty interesting," and I'm like, "Uh, what is gas?" You know, like yeah, yeah, because was... you it's you're so new to it. There's so many. That's the thing, right? And that's the the biggest factor in the space that kind of holds it back is just that like the entry level is so hard. Because I remember coming in too and not knowing literally anything and yeah. like what the hell is discord why are these people dming me saying like oh i got i i won the mint list <laughs> yeah and i like i i made i made money in the space for sure but like when i was uh, in the beginning you you kind of have to learn learn the ropes right i i found fishy fam super early and then i ended up losing a lot of money on that because i thought I, me and my some of my friends, me and like C and Dela, we had Super C Pro, so we thought we saw the metadata before it was released, and then yeah. on the website it said red and blues are rare, so we just literally bought all the red ones, even though there were thousands of dollars, and then it ended up being worthless. And I'm like, oh my god, I just <laughs> lost like three k on a bunch of these fishy fans, fishy fan stuff. Oh no. Yeah. So so you've had you've had some big losses but also big wins. Yeah. What, what were your big wins? Overall I'm up, you know, and it's just like yeah. I had some good flips. I had uh some good wireless that turned out. Um still to this day, my, my biggest win is uh buying an Azuki for seven ETH at the second big dip, uh way after the FUD. Oh, uh the one co- nice, yeah. Yeah, so I bought it at seven, sold it at eleven two months later. That's yeah. no, that's a that's a really good win because a lot of people thought it was it was over right yeah and the smart people bought bought back in and uh the biggest uh could have been win was uh our Zuki's that hit 110k oh you know? yeah but, i forgot about that you know we don't talk about that too much <laughs> you know but uh but uh, uh man our, our our pfps are priceless man i'm telling you at this point yeah. for a fact I, I can say like uh i think my people can identify my pfp now and ren ren's for sure as well and 
it's so fitting because this this podcast is called Behind the PFP, you know, and it's it's really like I have a lot of loyalty and love for my PFP because it's kind of what defines us built, in this space, right? It defines and builds us. It's my identity. My identity. Yeah. Like I've had moments of weakness because I am a fucking Azuki shopper. I'm looking all day for like new azukis and like i want like a good dd and i even like asked some of my close friends like like what if i traded my azuki for this hella nice dd and everyone scolds me like you can't fucking trade your identity <laughs> like yeah, i yeah, yelled yeah. at by a bunch of people like uh all my close friends and picante is like there's no way you can like trade your azuki for another one that's like you and i'm like oh you're right you're right you're right this but, is me now i can't change yeah. it well you know what at the end of the day it's it's the person behind the pfp right that's that's who defines that pfp so right. even if you did change pfp I, of course we'd all be like reeling we'd be like who are you now but exactly I think after a couple of months we'd be like yeah that's that boy yeah and it's like that's what i love about web3 like I'm, I'm 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 not against doxing at all i've been doxed a couple times on twitter i just don't like actively go about it because i love being able to like make a difference just who i am like as like a identity right like I, you don't have Hell to yeah. see what i look like this is like most of the people on web3 think i look like my my zuki you know people i grew up in high school are actually like oh it really represents you but like I love the the ability of that aspect. Obviously, I understand doxing like for projects and stuff too. Like I'm I'm not against doxing, but like I think it's cool that people can have this alter ego and like build yeah, off of that so and you know make a difference. Hell yeah! And you know what? You've you've made a difference. You've made a difference in this space, and so you've you've worked in multiple projects as an advisor. You've had the mod role before, mm-hmm. so. I want to get into that and I want to talk about, uh, first of all, like, what would you say is the the key to obtaining such a role? Really just being yourself, putting yourself out there. I think if you want to go into the community route, you, you definitely should be persistent in trying to get a mod role. I think that's uh, how you mm. begin this journey. Being a mod of a project, especially if it's like a pretty high project, people look up to mods, people look up to the team. Being a mod is how you get your name out there. Um, being a mod is really important. I was a mod for a couple projects, uh, and then I got this opportunity to be a community manager, which was my first community manager position for 1984. And my experience there was amazing. You know, like I was cool with everyone on the team. I was member number four on that team, and we were really building something really great. And we saw our, our hype go crazy in like such a short amount of time. You know, things didn't work out, but uh, I think that opportunity really opened up my gates as a community manager. And like, even mm-hmm. with my like short stint, so many doors opened up for me. Like, I'm I'm serious. Like, I guess people just really liked how I ran the community there. You know, I'm, I'm sure everyone was in that server at one point and I was, I was moving at such a fast pace. I didn't know how well I did, you know, but it's like people kept reaching out uh, with new opportunities. And I, th- I really think that position helped me grow my name a lot. And I've grown so much since that time. Uh, I was like reached out to by the Genki team literally like one or two days after I left 1984, you wow. know, yeah. and then uh, being a mod in Valhalla, such a high profile project that I love so much, like like help me as well. And now uh, now my name is kind of just like uh, known as a community manager now, right? So I get a lot of opportunities now, but it, it exactly. really was, it's like I, I compared to like, if you want to go into sales in like web two, right? You have to start at the bottom, right? You can't just jump the line and stuff, right? So I think 
putting yourself out there, you know, like being fully immersed in the community, like getting some mod roles and then eventually like striving for like being like a collab manager, community lead, community manager. And once you really build your name up there, your following will go up and you'll get more opportunities. So yeah, that, that I think that's my best yeah, advice. It's, it's about going through that hierarchy, right? And you learn so much on that mod position level that you can translate those skills when you become a community manager and then after that you know yeah. you can become an advisor because you learn so much from each position right yeah and that that goes back to i think how people really liked how i was like managing a community uh this uh advisory role for undefined kind of just came to me you know like i think i was in a group chat with uh, some bay area people also like just very involved in twitter as a whole and then i basically had chrome doves reach out to me and uh for this advisor position yo shout out chrome. yeah shout out to chrome you know he's he's amazing he actually flew down from vancouver to hang out with me one time i'm really grateful because like uh I'm just myself, man. I think I think God put me on this world to be able to connect with people. This is like I think it's my superpower. And if people know me growing up, I was always the guy that like was like the glue. You know, I always connect with everyone. It was easy to trust me. Like even on my basketball team, I was kind of the glue guy. You know, it's crazy. That's why I love Web three so much because like I can just use my God gifted communication skills and like network to just connect with everyone you know and it's really fulfilling when uh people actually reach out to me and and tell me that like they look up to me or like um that i'm making a change in the space and stuff because i'm I'm really just being me man and i i don't see myself higher than anyone and i just vibe with everyone you know i could you could put me in any situation i can talk about anime i could talk about sports i could talk about nfts i could talk about azuki yeah so i could talk about music so it's just like i get a lot of people and that's why i love web 3 so much because it's so easy to talk to everyone it really is and you know what i I just want to give a shout out to aranthi who she was the one who who said to me that that boy has a a special power in that he he can connect to anyone uh, it doesn't matter where they come from, uh, what their situation is. He just has this special power of being able to connect with someone at a at a deep level. And when she said that, I was like, "That's that boy. That really is that boy." I I love I love Aranti so much. She's such an amazing person to not only Azuki but to the space. I'm yeah. so happy to see her building. It was her birthday two days ago, so happy birthday, Aranti. Oh, no uh, appreciate happy you birthday. so much. Yeah, it was her birthday two days ago. Um, I saw her last week. I'm lucky to live very close to her. Um, so Azuki really like opens up a lot of doors to us, really. There's so many Azuki people in the Bay Area and um, Divide, me, Don, C, Dela, Aranthi. We all live within like 15 minutes of each other. So we all hang out a lot. And, Bay Area strong. You know, That's like cool. put a, I put a lot of time in my life hanging out with my, my NFT Web3 friends and it means a lot to me. So shout out to... Aranthi, shout out to Ren Ren, shout out to Umbrella <laughs> Dao. Uh, me, me, Ren Ren, and yep. Aranthi all Let's got go. matching Umbrella Junies, and we got a commission together. So check Hell that yeah, out. Hell yeah, man! It, it, it's it's crazy how the relationships you build in Web three can translate to IRL stuff, right? Being able to hang out with them and being able to talk about something you're passionate about with someone. It, it feels good because you don't get that with how small our bubble is. And it's that's it, facts. for real. Like it's, it's crazy how, how, how it could connect people at such a deep level. Yeah. And that's facts. And just a, just a testament to that. It's like, 
I'm always on like I'm always on Twitter like I'm always showing all this like NFT stuff to even my friends that are non NFTs and at first they were like like oh my god like get off your phone like stop like talking about NFTs all this stuff but then they they like I think within the year and especially since they like checked out some of my spaces and like talking about stuff they're like wow you're so passionate about this mm-hmm. stuff and they're like we have no idea what you're talking about but dude keep doing you you know like it seems like you're making yeah, a difference exactly. like this is like a job to you as well and you're just like they see me hanging out with my nft friends and they're just happy for me man it's really those are good it's, friends it's really cool, man. by the way for them to to see that right that's those are good friends right and i think as we get older like i think we're around the same age you just want your friends to be happy you know like i think as as you get older it's harder for everyone to be together so they're just like dude johnny's like doing his thing he's super happy like we're super happy for him you, you know and i'm 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 super like appreciative of that it's important to keep keep those friends close to you because like web3 is at such a small bubble still and it's just, like for my friends to even accept that it's it's we're on our way to mass adoption man and it's like I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing as an advocate for this space. I'm trying to get NFTs like adopted globally, you know? It, yeah, it's exactly. it's a huge it's a huge hill to huge climb, feet, dude. Man. Like gamers hate on NFTs. People so call us people. scammer bros. Even like I don't even yeah. know if like the anime world what they feel about it. Like from the outside it, it could look like a scam, you know, but it's like dude, like I have some of the most deep conversations and connections on mm-hmm. this space, you know, and I would not trade it for anything. There's something man. important here that's being built. Mm-hmm. And this is just the foundation building and it's going to take some time, but people will understand at some point people will understand and it'll just become the norm. Yeah. Just like how the internet became the norm. We're early. I believe in blockchain tech. So we'll be here, you know, exactly. Me too, man. Um, Hey, if anyone has any questions about anything or just DM me or Renren, man, we're we're here to support the community. Yeah. Oh, we love talking about this technology and, everything about the communities and community building we're here we're here for it after after working with you know multiple founders and like what what attribute uh would a founder need to have in order to deliver on the promises that they make that's a really really good question i think the most important thing is to be um have a really really strong and like transparency and connection with um all the way from the founders and core team to your community team to uh, your community. I, I think that's the most important, you know, like once the communication is lost with your community, it's really, really hard to recover because uh, this space, we all know this space moves so fast. You can't make mistakes. Once you lose like your core community or your whales and stuff, it's so hard to recover because people just don't look back anymore. You know, I think it's a challenge and I know founders don't like intentionally do this, but, and I shout out to all the founders. It's so hard to be a founder. A lot of people are like, Oh, when is that boy going to start a project? I'm like, I'm like, yo, like I'm in a good spot right now. You know, I have a web two job. I get hired on a contract to help build a community. I'm obviously on the team, but a lot of weight goes onto a founder, you know, like you're expected to deliver. I think it's really important to have that respect and connection. You know, I always work on teams with people that I trust, you know, obviously the product and art is important, but like, I have to vibe with the team, you know, and from the from the ground up, I think a lot of these like issues and disputes and like drama won't happen if that trust level is there, you know, so it's important in in Web 2 and Live 2, you have to like really trust and like know who you're going into business with, because I'd say half of the time you go into business with a friend, it's not going to end up well, you know, it's not always rainbows and butterflies, dude, it's hard. 
it's hard and it's so hard now for nft projects to make it so i really think you need transparency you need to have a clear vision and you need to have that connection with not only your team your community team your mods but also your community because um after mint like things change it's it's hard man it's hard and it's it's hard being a builder in the space right now so it's it's it's, it's i think it's really important to have that um understanding uh, connection and respect for each other so i guess it's safe to say like that's how you would assess a project right like do they have good communication skills are they being transparent um do yep. they have a clear vision Th those are the sorts of things you you look at a project and say okay is are they going to accomplish what they want to accomplish exactly and it, it's like everything has to be right you know they have to have community they have to have a good art and product you we all know art isn't enough to make it anymore you know you have to yeah. a lot of people buy in on the team like that's really important you have to be able to like believe in a team's vision or trust to like and pretty much invest in them right so community team their like processes mint price uh like how they're running things there's, a lot there's so many things that have, yeah. have to f check all the boxes but that's what people, uh, that's what projects are striving for. It's not impossible to make it. You can make it, but it, it's, it's a tough hurdle, but it's not impossible. And projects are still making it right now. Hell yeah. So obviously you, you spoke on it uh, a little bit. So you're not going to have your own project or anything. So do you intend to like fully transition to um, completely Web3 eventually? Yeah, and who who knows? I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for me. I wouldn't say it's out of the picture to uh, not start a project, but as of now, okay, I yeah. don't have clear plans on that. But yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm gonna be here for Web three. I'm gonna be part of projects. But I could tell you, if you asked me this six months ago, I literally almost quit my job and went full time into Web three. I'm very, very, very thankful. I held off on that yeah. web 3 is uh, in uncertainty right now i i truly believe in it but um a lot has changed so many outside bro factors. when when we're, when we're in the bowl everything's different everything looks better we're all making money dude in the bear it's it's really different man so i respect i respect builders and teams who build during a bear because it's not easy man crypto fluctuates so much and that's pretty much like the nft market right so it's like it's hard to, yeah my job in Web2 is like more of like a safety net, you know, so I'm very, very appreciative of it. But like, I've, I fully believe in Web3. So do I. It, it it all begins with like that, like the decentralization and like the tr transparent nature of the, the blockchain. And it's like a gateway to creating a new business model, right? And I think it'll disrupt the way Web2 business models like are conducted from removing, you know, the, the middleman with smart contracts to creating new feelings, you know, by combining the digital and physical world, like, like what we see with, with, uh, Azuki. And I actually have a question. Let's pretend you're the advisor for Azuki and you had like infinite influence over what the team does. What would you have them change or what would you have made them do already? Bro, this is uh, not sugarcoating anything. Honestly, I would not be able to come up with much, man. The team has been constantly executing. The community is so strong. I'm a community builder. People hire me to build their communities. What I try to strive for is being some a community as strong as Suzuki. That's all you can ask for, mm -hmm. man. And like after Mint, for it to be so strong still, you know, like uh, my biggest indicator of a strong community is sub-communities within your own communities. Okay, yeah. It's so it's so cool to see, man. And it's like, um, I'm a part of a lot of different communities and other projects in, as well. And I can tell you, like, 
there's a lot of things to make better and change but like I think every project and team is trying to strive to be like Azuki and Yuga because they are really the gold standards to me and like they really um, are. Yeah. it's like even to a point where they're like over delivering dude <laughs> yeah you expect very Have highly you seen of the a... quality of those jackets bro oh i'm my God. i'm so pissed dude where the fuck is my jacket <laughs> dude my friend my friends that are like my neighbors like dawn and like dayla have all been getting it i can't even like i, I oh they're flaunting it bro i yeah. i downloaded uh the fedex app like i talked to jro and felix <laughs> they live close to me too they all have like a like shipping tracking and i don't have anything it doesn't say anything, so... No way. Yeah, like, I talked to Tom today, and me and Tom have nothing, and I'm like, dude, oh, my God. Where's my jacket? Bro, I, I was like, ah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But when I, once you start seeing everyone posting it on Twitter, you're like, fuck, I, dude, I need it. I want to rock it I'm right like, now. I'm like, scratching my neck right now. Where's my jacket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need it. I need that shot of adrenaline, putting it on. Um, zo- uh, You know what? Zooming into Azuki, then. Yep. Uh, like what is what, what is your Azuki story? How did you get into it? And tell us what you love about Azuki and what uh, what you can see it becoming in the future. Yeah. So um, honestly, like I'm a part of so many communities and projects and everything, and I can tell everyone knows this, and I can just say again, like Azuki is number one to me. Azuki just. Mm-hmm defines everything that like i relate to you know like i love anime the style of art is just like my style of art you know like i love samurai champloo cowboy bebop it reminds me of that you know and it's also like oh, yeah. but some of my best friends uh i can say right now are people i've met through azuki I'm 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 in my 30s and I felt like a kid going to these NFT Zuki parties and stuff. I'm like, wow! Like I didn't know. Me too. I didn't yeah. know like my emotions could be evoked from like a like an art project. I dedicate so much so much of my life to Zuki and yeah. Um, I I knew nothing about NFTs. I got into it. I guess you can say I got into it semi early now, but compared to a lot of the Zuki people, I was a little late. You know, I found out about Zuki uh, from Dela. He, he talked to me about it, and then it was, like, first or second week of January. Uh, I actually had COVID. The first time I had COVID was, uh, like, the first week of January in 2021. So I was home all day. I was, like, playing games, whatever, locked in my room. What else can you do? Right, yeah. watching anime. And then, like, he told me about it. And then when I started looking into it, I was like, what is a mint? What is all this stuff? What is a Dutch auction? They literally sold out Dutch auction when I was looking at it. And then I was like, what is open sea? So I was... It was a huge learning curve for me. I was learning everything. I was like, what is MetaMask? You know, I had to set up all that stuff within a couple of days. Holy so I was looking at the yeah. bouncing red bean with electricity on OpenSea for like 2.5 ETH, right? Dayla and some of my friends like, oh, you should buy it now. And I'm like, am I really going to drop like 9 to 10K on a JPEG? And then exactly. like I asked yeah. some of my other friends who were NFTs. Uh, I had a couple of friends, like shout out to my homegirl, Nii. Like she's, she, her and her husband have a, like a couple of bored apes. So she knew the space really well. And then I was like, should I buy this right now? And she's like, uh, I'm going to fade this. I've never seen a mint. I've never seen a mint at like two to three ETH pre-reveal, you know? And she's like, that's really, really, really high. She's like, Bored Ape wasn't even like that, I think. And then I was like, I don't want to miss out on it and stuff. And she's like teaching me about like uh reveal and everything. And she was like 99% of the time, like uh, the NFT will drop in floor price for at least 30 minutes to an hour. So she's like, maybe explore doing that. And I was like, oh, like should i buy now or should i wait till reveal so like c and dela bought it at like three eth preview um and then i decided to wait till reveal right when reveal happened that was the first time i bought my nft i just took a leap of faith i've i scrolled down my friends are like my friends are like don't look at the top 20 because there's no way you'll get it this is back then when there was only open c right 
They're right, like scroll yeah. down a bit, and I'm like, oh shit, I found two that I liked, and I sent it to my friends like, oh, which one's better? And then they're like, oh, I like this one. I'm like, yeah, I vibe with it too. So I literally purchased the Zuki that I'm still rocking today over a year later. Uh, that's my PFP. I bought it at reveal for 2.8 ETH. It was about 9K. Dude, I'm so curious of what the other one looked like now. It was like a, it was like a really cool. Like I think he had like the Naruto hair, but oh, okay, yeah. weapon. But yeah, I was like, damn, like. I don't know. I, I like the hair, like the ice car, but it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have time, dude. It was like, oh shit! I, it's like first time I was panicking. I was like, what the fuck? Like this gas is so high right now. But it was like, it gave me like an adrenaline rush. I bought it and I was like, holy shit! I just spent nine k on a JPEG, and that's how the journey <laughs> began, man. Like at that time, like I didn't know the community. I just had my friends that I had like, like a couple friends who like we bought into it together. I wasn't part of the Discord at that time, you know, like even two months later when we're at the LA party, like I didn't know that many people in the community. I can say for a fact now I know like most of the community and I'm super immersed in it, but that's how my that's how my Azuki journey began, man. And I was it's crazy. I was learning NFTs as a whole, the space as a whole. I was like rocking an Azuki profile picture while like Azuki is doing its own growth. I was in all these like random ass servers, like grinding for whitelist wow, and yeah. then like all these people are like oh my god is that an azuki like oh my god is yeah. there a blue chip holder in here i'm like yeah it's just my pfp you know like i didn't understand this like the magnitude of being a azuki holder for like the first month or two and i i realized so fast I don't think any of us did you know yeah. i started hopping on spaces i started going up to meetups and then like the la party was amazing but i was still kind of in my own bubble it was really the new york i've i've seen a lot of things in this life my man and that week was one of the craziest weeks of my life dude and it all comes full circle i think this is when i had my double down moment on like i fucking love web3 because this is where at a point like six or six months into azuki right and i'm like talking to all these azuki people on twitter discord and then when you go to like an nft meetup you meet people in real life and and then usually what goes on is like oh shit like like add me on twitter and we swap phones and then for this is the first time like i'd say 80 to 90 percent <laughs> of the time we're already following each other and i'm like yeah, oh yeah. my god you're sunway you're like you're ren ren you're jackie moon you're min you're yeah. you know like you're you're vaughn you know like it's it was so cool to like actually cool like experience. and it's like people of all different types of like 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 ethnicities backgrounds like locations and we're all in the same hub at the same time for the same thing and it was just a really like eye-opening experience like holy shit yeah. like these are the people i fucking vibe with every day and it's just so cool to like meet them in real life yeah it's been it's been and amazing that's it right dude. there man that's it right there dude. that's it right there you know what that's the that's the blending of the physical world and the digital world where where you're showing your your pfp on your phone to someone else and be like oh my god wait that's your digital identity exactly, i know you what man. the fuck like it's it's crazy what kind of like emotions that just come up from something that like we did i don't i didn't expect it to be like this i didn't i didn't expect it to be something where i meet someone outside in the real world and we just have this connection through azuki it's it's just insane i love it man it's and you know what you know what's the crazy part this is just the beginning like it's just the beginning dude it's just the beginning who like the sky's the limit and dude i'm such an advocate for like 
digital and physical. Obviously, I love rocking merch and stuff, you know. And that, that's just a testament of the Zuki team, man. They, they they invented PBT. That's literally like the direct connection between the both. Um, you know, they invented ERC 721A. It's just like so much innovation. The team does so much, and being a part of it, we're really part of like an exclusive club. I, you won't I like. get it until you're in it, right? Yep. I'm so proud to like rock my pfp you know i put it on my instagram i rock my azuki on oh, you do, hey? youtube yeah. i rock my oh, yeah, that's right i rock my azuki on like tiktok i rock my azuki on twitter discord i stand for it you know and it's like a big part of me yeah and you're you're showing that brand of yours it's cool it's cool and it's like i actually like i do a lot of meetups with people i crop a lot of like the heads on our actual heads for our pictures and stuff and i re- i posted uh one recently on my story shout out to st0 and yeah, suhas and uh the truth i met up with him and then like i posted it on my story and i had like five people be like oh that's so cool like like ask me about it or like if they knew that that was my zuki they'd be like dude that's just, that's so sick and that's like that's so important to me man like people like accepting it and they actually think it looks cool too you know like even though they're not in nfts oh, and you know what what better ambassador to have than you that boy showing everyone your iconic azuki bro i feel like <laughs> i feel like a kid when i talk about azuki you know it's just like shout out to von von's my boy like he's he's a tough ass dude but when i when i talk to him about azuki he's like a little kid too dude it's it's crazy yeah, you know yeah. like it's like it brings that feeling like going to a like like a card store when i'm little like opening a pokemon booster pack dude that's like how i feel you know shit we're adults now but it's like pokemon cards for adults dude and it's like being part of this exclusive club that like i wouldn't trade for anything honestly especially with the people in it too for right? real, i'm not sugarcoating anything like i i know a lot of people outside of zuki are like oh your community is so strong it really is the truth the community is so yeah. strong and it starts with every individual up until like to the top of the totem pole man hell yeah i love it do you, you know what uh do you have anything that you want to say to the azuki community i don't know if this word said anymore but wag me and also uh <laughs> uh where, where's the where's the fud i need to buy an, I'm, i've been shopping for another one so I'm, I'm waiting for the right moment to come back so bring on the fud you know like i'll buy your azuki you let me know but dude uh, the community is uh, so strong and like, like there's so many countless of no- other people who are just as big or bigger ambassadors than me for the project and we're in good hands man the team is amazing we're here for the dope shit man and like we are i'm, I'm gonna be here for the long run dude and i know renman will will as well and yeah no no Hell worries yeah, man. man we're no worries we're good we're None. good we're chilling Ikuzo, baby Ikuzo. <gasps> bro every time i hear Ikuzo in an anime that i watch which is like every two episodes i fucking record it every time now <laughs> this uh, dude i have like a compilation of Ikuzo's and like my photo library you right now. that together Dude, yeah i should yeah <laughs> um you know what uh like i had a great time talking to you thank you for you know being so open and talking about your your father and how instrumental he he was to your development um thank you for talking about your your love life and i'm sure a lot of other girls who are aiming for your heart are gonna be uh thanking us for this podcast and uh we talked about the projects that you've worked on and your web3 journey and it was a fucking blast man i I absolutely loved learning more about you and then uh yeah like a final thing to like azuki community like i actually know some of the the team in real life and i'm just telling you we're in good hands man like 
it's 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 so reassuring and such a breath of fresh air to see what they're doing and running this project and i love this project so much we're here for the long run man they're go- i i th- i'm sure they're good people because from what i've seen and what i've heard from them like they're good people are they good people like that in real life because oh. like i I've, i met z once and it was very brief but like i don't know him like that right yeah so like when i got into the space i had no idea they were building in web3 um until i got fully immersed into the space and it's it's just so cool to see them building such an amazing project and i can tell you for a fact they're some of the smartest hardworking, and most understanding people that i know so i'm telling you guys azuki's gonna be here for the long run and we're in good hands Fuck yeah there it is that that stamp of approval that's a dad boy stamp of approval all right so we're gonna be good Closing this off, you've been instrumental in helping so many different projects mint out completely. You've worked hard to grow a network through through kindness and being your genuine self. You know, I, I look forward to seeing you continue to build in this space. And I just want to give you my thanks, that boy, for, for joining me. And thank you to the audience for listening in and learning more about another important community member. If, if you want to learn more about that boy and what he's doing, you'll find it in the show notes below his, his Twitter profile. Don't be afraid to DM him different versions of, I really want to stay at your house. Okay. <laughs> show him more. Make him yeah. cry. Hey, Ren Ren, like, honestly, I appreciate you so much, my brother. We are already close, but I am yeah. so thankful you're able to, uh, bring me onto your platform. I, I'm honored and, Yo, my rose is out to Ren Ren. I'm sorry to your wife, but you know, this is Valentine's special, so so my roses <laughs> go out to Ren Ren. Like I I'll accept it. I'll accept it. <laughs> I appreciate you it a lot. And yeah, dude, I'm I'm here for the long run, man. I'm here to support you. I'm here to support the Ziki community and I'm here to support the Web3 community as a whole. I'm gonna continue to build. My DMs are open and I got love for all of you guys. I'm sorry we took so long on this podcast. I know it's a long one, but Hey, just so easy to talk it's to Ren Ren, man. It's all love and yo. It's all love. Yeah. I'll be here. I'll be here for Web3 and Weep3, you know? So <laughs> don't be a stranger. I'm here, dog. Fuck yeah. Much love, dad boy. Much love. Much love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Behind the PFP. Please consider subscribing and following the podcast. I had a great time talking to Dabboy this week, and I hope you enjoyed listening and learning more about Dabboy. If you have any suggestions on who should come onto the podcast, feel free to DM me and connect us. And with that, I'll catch you on the flip side.